0: Hello and welcome back to the MRX Lab podcast from FLETSMR where we talk research and insight trends in 10 minutes or less. Today I'm joined by FLETSMR research associate Charlotte Evans. Charlotte, welcome to the show. Thanks
1: for having me Chris Um, I've been looking forward to being on the podcast.
0: The topic you're here to talk with us about today on this episode is how to connect and engage with research participants, especially in kind of long-term settings like panels or communities. So to get us started on this topic, Charlotte, why is participant engagement such an important topic for researchers to understand?
1: Well, that's a great question, Chris, because what I think it's quite important, but it's something that I often feel is like overlooked by researchers so for researchers that do consider participant engagement i find it's like a great way of bringing lots of different ideas to the table about what will work and what won't work for reaching out to participants and i think it's really important to have an awareness about because for things that we used to like measure the success of things like field work so um speed of research and things like engagement rates and financial resources used these are all things that can be really improved through participant engagement. So then when that like, you take more of like a long-term view of it, you can really see how researchers are going to benefit from sort of like having really engaged participants and also having people that are actually interested and keen to take part in your research as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's a there's a financial motivation underlying all of this, you'd say as well.
1: Yeah, I'd say that definitely comes into play both agency side and client side. Um, finance you always want to get the most out of it so you're going to want to look to use like methodologies and tactics that are going to sort of get the most out of that resource.
0: And in terms of getting the most out of that resource if we take the example of um, say a short-term project to start with what are some of the methods what are some of the tactics you can employ to connect with and to engage with participants in that setting?
1: Well, I think it's quite important to sort of understand what's going to motivate the members to take part in your short term research activities. So, for some people, you might find you do need to use more finance. So, you might want to use an incentive to get sort of those responses from them. But for other people, you might find that actually they are very loyal to your brand. So, in that case, you might not need to use any financial incentives. It's more about um, showing that you are valuing that they're giving feedback. And for some people, that is enough for them to take part in the research, being, having known that their favourite brands are going to listen to their feedback.
0: Mm, so different motivations for different people. Uh, how would you go about understanding what's going to work for a particular person? Is it more so based on the project and the type of people it might attract? Or can you kind of work in multiple ways across one a group of participants
1: um well there's quite a few things that can come into play with that so firstly it can depend on like the size of your community you're going to have a lot of people different people with different motivations if your community size is quite large but also it can depend on the depend on the topic that you're researching and who the brand is so if you are showing the participants like who the brand is you might be that like, um, people are very loyal to the brand you get more of a sense through like their contributions of and how engaged they are in taking part in the research and it could be that you take more of like a mixed approach so you might start off with incentives and then once you can see what sort of engagement rates you are getting you might see that people are naturally just coming into the activity without the expectation of getting a reward they just want to give their feedback
0: so when we talk about um people expecting rewards and the activities that they're taking part in do you find engagement difficult? The definition of engagement tends to differ between qual and quant projects, and if it does, how would you say that kind of plays out?
1: Yeah, there are definitely differences. Um, for qual, I always see this as more like the social aspect of the community. So when you've got like your. Co- agent managers and your moderators talking to the participants on more of like a daily basis that's where you can start to build more of like the rapport between um, the two of you and you have more like of a natural connection when you read their comments you can talk to them in more of like a human approach but then if you look at things like quant it's more of a less social activity so participants are just clicking into the survey and they're left to sort of like answer it on their own terms like on their own accord. So you would need to consider like different tactics to keep them engaged within that activity. Um, and say with quant, you could look to use like gamification. So things like progress bars, um, or even like point based systems where they can earn points for taking part in a survey of like, say 10 minutes long, and then they could cash those out at the end. Hmm.
0: Um, so really, look into social elements more so in qual when there's group engagement and looking to individual underlying motivations and what motivates an individual to do something on their own in quant would that be a fair summary
1: yeah i would say so
0: so when we're talking about really long-term um spaces kind of insight communities that might run two or three years and you want to get at particularly um, high-value customers, what are some of the kind of tactics that you can use on a daily basis as an engagement manager, uh, or even just as a community manager, to build that rapport with people?
1: Um, Well, before you even decide on what types of tactics you're going to use, um, I think it's quite important to firstly consider what it is that you want to get out of your community, because then that can all tie into the engagement strategy. So once you've got these goals, so they could range anything from like getting quick responses, you might want to have um, very rapid um, feedback within your QUAL activities. Or it might be for some researchers, they're more focused on like, the level of detail that they get. So they want to have very detailed um, insight focused responses from the um, participants. So once you've like identified these, you can then look at like how to achieve like them as well. So something that you could use for the best contributors is to ha- add a reward to your activity where you're saying give the most detailed, most insightful answer and we'll give you a reward. You might be like handpicking a few winners from that. And it's sort of feeding into that repeated behavior. So then your participants are then getting the expectation that when they go into these activities, if they give a really good detailed answer it might result in a reward at the end.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned um, kind of the, the competing motivations of researchers as it were, that there's also this balance of speed, of cost effectiveness, all of these other uh, commercial factors that kind of play out in research. Do you think those get in the way of engagement sometimes? And how, how do you stop that from happening?
1: Um, I feel like there can be a constraint sometimes. Um, I think the best way to s- stop that from happening is just to remember like, um, the value of your community, and sometimes like, spending a little extra time trying to, at the start of like, maybe your community, you might want to spend a bit more time sort of building that rapport. You need to look at it from a long-term view of how it's going to benefit the community in the long term, so you're going to then start to see that these engagement rates are getting better. Um, and then in the long term, it will actually probably reduce costs for you anyway, because you won't have to like replace sample within the community.
0: And when we talk about things like engagement rates, um, what is it specifically we're looking at there? Is it purely based on kind of research activities or um, is there kind of a broader set of things you might look at to gauge uh, how well engaged uh, a person or a group of people are?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah because in the community there's quite a few different levels of like members that are engaged in the community so you will tend to find that you have more of a core group who will take part in activities just like the forums um but then for stuff like the surveys you would probably expect a higher response rate because um these are maybe more of a wider appeal compared to like the group discussions so it really depends on like an individual basis of each community what you have as like the kpis for these you would expect them to differ across different activity types.
0: So let's say we've got um, a researcher who wants to be better at engaging, um, to kind of develop the skill set of a um, engagement manager or community manager. What skills is it that you'd recommend somebody try to develop? Um,
1: for me, I would say. Definitely good copywriting skills. Um, I think like a really key part of engagement management is sort of the communications that you have with your community members. So if you have good copywriting skills in your like weekly newsletters, you can really create a hook to get them into the community in the first place. And then once you've got them in there, it's an, an opportunity for them to discover what other activities you've got going on. Um, as well as that, I'd say like having a good grasp of like tone of voice. Um, it could even as well be like your brand the brand that you're representing within the community's tone of voice as well um, and being consistent with that across the community so in your forums you want to um, be recognized by your community members as being oh there's the moderator um, and they're asking this kind of question that they expect to have that kind of conversation um but also if you've got other people involved in the community you want to be um communicating that brand tone like that tone of voice with them as well just so that they know to keep along the same lines of how you're communicating with the members for that consistency. And the other skill I'd say you need to have is being very timely and proactive. So if you find that you have members who have a problem with accessing an activity, it's really important that you show that you are there and you're able to help them to get into it because that's preventing the dropout of them not taking part and it's reducing those barriers to taking part in the community activities
0: that's a really interesting point and speaking of time that does just about bring us to 10 minutes now as well bringing us to the end of our time together um, for this podcast so um, I'll just wrap up um, thank you Charlotte for joining me today it's been great to have you here
1: it's been a pleasure Chris
0: and thank you to everybody listening for tuning in We'll be back in a few weeks with our next episode where we'll be looking at the growing trend of human-centered research and what it means for insight professionals. Until then, I've been your host Chris Martin and this has been the MRX Lab.